If he's into 13-year-olds, he's used to fucking on a shitty mattress. This is not... He's used to a small, insufficient mattress. I didn't think of that. It just gets him in the mood. From the smallest room in New York City comes the show that gives you a reason to live. A tourist was attacked in her Manhattan hotel room by a crazed, naked, German violinist. Visiting New York City, expect the unexpected. The 64-year-old North Carolina resident was in her room at the Hudson Hotel getting ready for a day at the Metropolitan Museum of Art when there was a knock at the door. But it wasn't housekeeping. It was renowned, naked, classical musician, 42-year-old Stefan Arsberger, the wild-eyed fiddler, barged into her room, wrapped both hands around her neck, it made an evil hiss, and wrote a quick sonatina in the key of choke. And it sounded something like this. Of course, the subtlety of the internationally acclaimed violinist technique was completely lost on the victim. All I can tell you is this man was definitely trying to kill me, said the sobbing tourist. Ah, mute your F-hole. If you don't appreciate the arts, take it to Orlando. Maybe he's a little high strung, but his fingering was perfect. Arsberger is the lead violinist of the Leipzig String Quartet. They've played at Lincoln Center, Carnegie Hall. He was unable to kill the 64-year-old tourist before he was stopped by hotel personnel. Well... Uh, you know, and by the way, good luck with your visit to the Met. You uh, joining me now is uh, uh, senior Jew correspondent Nate Fritzen. Good day, hello, happy, well, happy Passover to everybody. Yes, ha- out there. Happy Passover out there to the Jews. Now, uh, what do you think? Uh, th- this woman was so worried as she was being strangled. She said that, that her thoughts turned to her son. What would my son do? And I thought, well, what would classical music fans do? when they don't get to hear one of the greatest violinists in the world anymore. I mean, I, I assume they would... Uh, what, what is the classical music fan version of Riot? I don't... I don't, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Write an angry letter to NPR, I guess, I would say. <laughs> I, I, would, I would think something put, put him to sleep with my hand. I put him to sleep with my hand. It's like, it's like saying... It's like anally raping someone and saying, I, I gave her a kiss on the inside rim of her butthole with the base of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to saying that an employee. I'm glad we got anal rape into this child oh smothering story. Yeah, I know. That's what other show, what other podcast is delivering an employee. Like so she's in the bathroom and it says an employee realized she had been in there a long time, meaning longer than a regular shit, according to police. Several people had tried to get into the bathroom, finding the door locked. Patrons waited to use the toilet mm-hmm. as the line backed up. Patrons began to get impatient, but that impatience would soon turn to shock when employees jimmied open the door and found Fisher with the dead baby on her lap. Mm -hmm. Damn, what happened? Someone dying here? (laughs) Ah, yeah. Customers were soon able to relieve themselves, and the situation in the bathroom returned to normal. See, that was my question. Um, Now, knowing New Yorkers uh, waiting for a public bathroom... How long did it take for them to take down that crime scene tape and go, yeah. all right, everybody, all right. Let's. It was immediate. We got I'm a homeless sure. guy who's shitting on himself right now, uh, needs to use the bathroom. Look, I, I'm going to Starbucks if we don't go to this. 
uh, lower he's. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, that's the call of nature is more important. What's there to investigate? You right, know, I mean, exactly. like, uh, yeah, the, the, I get it. The kids, are, uh, it's described more gruesome. Believe it or not, I'm I'm cleaning this up a lot. Sure, you know, you know, you know try not to stand on the tiny chalk outline, but I mean, everybody, <laughs> you know, everyone else, get in and get out if you oh, can. Oh man. Lower East Side resident Fisher had a reputation of being volatile. In the past, she stabbed her aunt with a steak knife, threw hot oil on her sleeping husband, and beat her cousin. Food makes this woman crazy. <laughs> That's what I hear. Steak knife, hot oil. Uh-huh. She, Burgers, can't, yeah. she just can't be around good old-fashioned American cooking. She sits down to a steak, and she's like, someone's got to die. <laughs> she's known around her Lower East Side apartment as honey. Around her apartment as, as honey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's, yeah, again with the food, man. Sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. Widely known to have mental health issues. Too much honey will kill you. She said, uh, yeah. She, one day she says uh, hi to you, and one day she doesn't, said Raphael uh, Brains. What a sweet, psycho. Sweet and sour. Sweet. <laughs> Fisher, <laughs> after an assessment by a psychiatrist on July 28th, was found to be psychiatrically stable and capable of remaining in the community. Boy, that would be a misassessment. <laughs> That's classic. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Well, follow up if anything else happens. If that kid gets any debtor, the Bronx, <laughs> wild coyote in Riverdale, terrorizing the Bronx. Steven Spielberg's sister in Riverdale, her poodle Rambo, menaced by the beast. A nocturnal predator out in daytime, raising concerns the howling menace could be rabid and stalking the Jaws director's little sister's Riverdale poodle Rambo. That just sounds like a combination of words. Right. It's just a group of words. Right. <laughs> That's if all you that understood is. that. That's all that is. Wait, Spielberg didn't direct Rambo, did he? No. No, okay. Jaws directors, right. Little Sisters, Riverdale, Poodle, Rambo. That's got to hurt Steven Spielberg. They named yeah. that or another. Yeah. You couldn't name him Schindler or something? <laughs> Schindler. Schindler the Poodle. Schindler the Poodle. <laughs> Right, uh, I, that's a good point. Yeah, what 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 other names? What other anything? E. 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 like Elliot at least from E. T. Uh, I'm running out of Spielberg movies. I know as my uh, as I know he's you know kinfolk, but I haven't seen many. A okay. man stopped uh, for sipping or Jaws. How about Jaws? For God's sake, the Jaws. Are, yeah, well, why not? Yeah, you call him Quint. Right. Call him. Call him. Uh, yeah. Call him uh, the mayor. Right. You know, Richard Dreyfus. Roy Scheider. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, a man's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Chief Brody. Chief Brody. What if you if you know any character names <laughs> from Steven Spielberg movies, uh, please send those to me at Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail. A man stopped for sipping four loco out of a can was found to be carrying a crack pipe and a huh. stolen credit card. Now, now, if I know people who use four loco, that doesn't this, there must be a misunderstanding. <laughs> I think it's clearly one has nothing to do with the I other. Don't. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a miscarriage of uh, justice. But right. he, he was arrested. I, I thought, uh, you know, it, it, and really, if he was smoking a crack pipe, he probably he's got a four loco on him somewhere. Yeah. 16 year old pals, Bianca Moisey and Joanna Athea Bautat were recovering in hospital rooms after being hit by a car when crossing Flatbush Avenue in Sheepshead Bay. They were hit by a car. NYPD officers, citing Mayor de Blasio's zero-tolerance decree on jaywalking, found each of the teens in their rooms and handed jaywalking summonses to their stunned parents. This is the, the PR of the NYPD. Yeah. 
The driver who hit them, that was 43-year-old Edwin Lawrence, was not issued a summons. An independent witness confirmed he had the right of way. A mayoral spokesman claimed there's no such thing as a zero-tolerance policy on jaywalking. Enforcement decisions are made by uh, precinct by precinct as commanding officers see fit based on conditions they see on the ground. Well, that's the story. That's what they did. They busted it. The jaywalking ticket is always an asshole thing anyway. It's a total asshole move. Even, I, like, remember with the Asian guy? There was an Asian guy up in the Upper West Side, and the cop, like, they were trying to give him a ticket, and mm-hmm. they and they had, they had to rough him up a little bit because right. he didn't understand them. Right. Yeah, if you're trying to give someone a piece of paper, you got to hit them in the face a couple times, you know, make sure they're ready to receive... <laughs> well, when they're old and this weak. flimsy piece of carbon paper. Oh, I mean, absolutely, yeah. Make sure that they that they know that, uh, that, that, that you're the boss. Right. Well, I don't know where you were last Saturday, but a gas explosion and resulting fire obliterated three buildings uh, on an East Village corner. And they, it killed two, mm-hmm. injuring 23, four critically, jarring thousands of East Village residents. Longtime uh, St. Mark's Place resident, comedian Eddie Brill, described the scene as horrific. And to see the buildings gone, horrifying. He added, mm-hmm. the body of Nicholas, I was just texting with him. He doesn't know I'm quoting him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, uh, he didn't text off the record. He so. didn't. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. I have proof that he texted right. it. Is there, sure. The body of uh, Nicholas Affera, uh, you know, Figueroa was discovered intact and unburned. He was mm-hmm. on a date at the sushi restaurant when the, where the blast occurred. How would you like for that to be the very damn last thing that you did? Uh, I, I'm just thinking about the last five dates I went on, and uh, thank God I got out of there alive. I, uh, mm. I do not want that to be the way I go out. You, yeah, you, you, just, you don't want to blow up at the end of a mediocre first date. Right. You know, for, a sushi date is a mediocre date, you know? I, th- I think... Uh, I, I've had some pretty good sushi dates. I like a sushi date. I like to not, you know, not too heavy... You know, you know, I I otherwise enjoyed my sushi date that I most recently had, mm-hmm. except that I found a fingernail in my sushi. I mean, a large fingernail, mm-hmm. like a full. The, I mean, not a, not a chip, you know, but like a whole nail. So I have, I I do have to ask, you know, um, on this date, were you in or connected to a building that had just exploded? No, because that could be, <laughs> that could be part of the problem. Hold on a second. Yeah, I, I guess, I, and I guess we, this also falls under those like, uh, what do they say, white people problems? Right. Kind of, just <laughs> sure. relative to what just happened. Right. Not that there's a white black thing happening, but at least I didn't explode. Right. But a fingernail. A fingernail. That is weird. Pretty bad. Yeah. You know, one time I was in a comedy club on Christmas Day, and that's because that's man, the that, your life is the shit. That is the shit. <laughs> Damn right. And I wanted a burger, and 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 in this particular place, you have to go and give a tip to the to the chef. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he doesn't make it right. Right. He's a Chinese gentleman. And when I went down there, he was sitting in a chair and he was, he had his shoes and socks off Mm -hmm. and he was washing his feet in a bucket. (laughs) And I felt the same way then as I did when I got that fingernail. Yeah. Well, I'm going to eat it, but I just, I just enjoying it less, you know? Yeah. It was Christmas. (laughs) It was Christmas. Look, can the man wash his feet on Christmas? Come on. At work, you know? (laughs) Yeah. He's working in a kitchen. It's true. Uh, the uh, homicide charges could be filed now uh, in light of the bodies being discovered. By the way, uh, another body, the other one that was found, Moises Locon, Locon was too mangled to be shown to relatives and uh, will have to be identified through dental records or DNA testing. So 
that really, I guess he was closer, uh, but he was in, you know, probably in the kitchen or something, mm. 20 feet back. And uh, there was some illegal work being performed on gas lines, an illegal tap. And you got to be careful with that gas, people. You don't want to cause an explosion that takes out three damn buildings. Yeah. That's crazy. You should see that corner. I mean, I was I was right around the corner from it the other night. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't go. Play. I haven't been I haven't been by. Some people were taking selfies. They were I've on the cover. I've of seen the, that. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. And yeah, I, I, it's you know people get so mad about that, but it's like, well, I don't know. What do you want me to do? You want me to carry the casket or something? You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a what's it to you? You know, I mean, I, I, the most exploitive people in the world, the mm-hmm. press, going, right. look at these assholes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tell you the blood and gut yeah. story of the real thing. Uh, it's filled with respect. And, and boy, oh boy, if there's a publication better than the New York Post in the entire world, I have not seen it. Banana King Thomas Hoey's girlfriend is begging Judge Kevin Castile castle to show mercy i'm horrible with names nate yeah I, I really should hire a consultant who would you know maybe i could feed him into like the uh, google thing the translate or something and have them say have her say the names siri okay. or something siri but they mess it up siri will mess it up you're right uh banana king uh, thomas hoey now how would you pronounce h-o-e-y hoey hoey uh, that girlfriend or is hoey begging- Hooey could be funny. You got to say it with an accent. Hooey. 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 Kevin Castle. Well, she's begging this judge. Really, the names aren't important. He's the right. Banana King, and this is the right. judge. Yeah, what's, what's I mean, Why throw the what names describes this person better than Banana King? <laughs> and he's, well, the man is the owner of Long Island Banana Corp, and he's being sentenced because, you know, well, he supplied the cocaine that killed a woman during mm-hmm. a three-way sex romp. And he faces nine to eleven years. So she's begging for for mercy. It's really hard to get sympathy for the guy who's having coke fueled three way sex romps. That's true. You, 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 you've got a lot to prove. He's he's serving one and a third already for uh, one and a third to four years for beating her up. Okay. This, this woman who's begging for mercy. Right. Uh, and and then uh, cleaning up the mess before the cops are the bloody mess. The bloody mess. Yes. Uh, apparently he beat her up. There's blood. Right. And, 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 and then she says, I have never felt more loved, more wanted, mm-hmm. more believed in than when I was with Tom. Yeah. You know what that is? You know what that speaks to? What's High that? potassium levels. <laughs> Eat your bananas. <laughs> Not, it helps battle depression. They well, you heard it here. Uh, the the U.S. Probation Department says the crimes are so heinous that that uh, it's seeking a twenty year sentence. Well, I don't know what's so heinous about supplying cocaine during a three way sex romp. It really it it feels like you know you don't want to show up to any party empty handed. I don't. I uh, I I would feel embarrassed not bringing that to be honest. For Christ's sakes, they've got all the pussy. Right. You got to bring the coke. You got to bring something. A fight over money led a handyman to pin his boss down using a piece of plastic from a shed. Believe it or not. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm going to get a running start on this story. Okay. All right. That's, All right. that's what you call that, a running start? No, no. I'm, the, the, oh, the, the, the next thing will be oh, okay. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, in Queens, <laughs> a fight over money led a handyman to pin his boss down using a piece of plastic from a shed. Yeah, that's the thing about a handyman. Mm-hmm. They don't need they don't need a weapon. Exactly. Wh- whatever's handy. Whatever's handy. That's it's in the name. When he stopped moving, the handyman stole his diamond ring for his handy hand. He's got hands. By the way, never trust a handyman. Don't die around a handyman. Try not to. A medical examiner has now ruled the boss's death a homicide, and the handyman could be facing upgraded charges. 
21-year-old uh, Ramatula Papal went to Kew Gardens Hills to visit his boss, 56-year-old Kevin Alapian, and while he was there, he thought he might collect that $200 which he owed him. I yeah. mean, how many times do you want to go to Kew Gardens in a month? I mean, if it, it, never really. Really, if you can avoid it. I mean, I'm not making two trips, you know, to murder a guy and then come back for once a year. Uh, uh, you know, a uh, defense attorney uh, from Mazzy and Poke, Jim Poke, mm-hmm. making justice work for you. He'll have a party out there. He'll yeah. have a, a big uh, Christmas thing, sure. or a ha- Halloween party. So the last time I was out there, okay, yeah, took the uh, had a girl. She was dressed like up uh, like a Jessica Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, what the fuck? Let's go to, you know. Yeah, let's go show her off. So, yeah, we went there, you know, we did, we did a little lap, you know. And, uh, and and that was last time I was in Kew Gardens. Well, this guy had to go all the way the fuck out there to get this 200 bucks. And, uh, and you know, a handyman, he often seems to have to collect the money owed him. Yeah. Seldom is it like a direct deposit situation. Well, it's it would seem that if you reach the level of handyman, and I don't know what kind of certification goes into that to become a handyman, if you have to be like a uh, an apprentice first. Uh, Maybe you know, like a semi-handy. Semi-handy. Mm-hmm. You get a you get a half hand. Yeah, yeah. But uh, just one-handed man. But then you, <laughs> but then you become a handyman. I, I feel like people assume. I think I think I think, I think you know what what he would be would be a hardly man. A hardly man. <laughs> hey, hold on. I think this is this must be. Hold on. Hello. Hey man. Yeah. What's up? Hey, I'm almost there. Oh, okay. Well, take your time. Uh, and uh, you know, are, are you driving? They're, they're unloading a garbage truck? <laughs> Fucking assholes doing their jobs. Yeah, except for, you know, I do have to say, it's a really good time to be doing that. It's 6.30 in rush hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you soon, Jim. All right, I'll be there in a few. I'll All right. the story so. Okay. Jim Polk, stuck behind a garbage man. Well, it happens. Yeah. It does happen. It does happen. So you were saying about a handyman. Oh, well, yeah. You handy, a handyman, you reach a certain level of, of competence, and they assume you just look out for yourself. Yeah, you that's know? right. You're so handy. You're so handy. Why don't you get the money? I got to worry about you now? You're handy. Make me, right? Yeah. You make this work. You're the guy who fixes shit. Right. Well, he gave the victim. He kind of did that. He gave him a blank check, and he threw him out of the house. Oh, that was your first mistake. Yeah, don't don't throw out a handyman. But uh, by the way, the check is also a mistake. Handyman, yeah. they they think in terms of cash for labor, right? Like a drug dealer, sure. But handy, and uh, Popal allegedly uh, uh, broke back in to mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, wait, no, no, Popal's yeah, no, it's Lapian and Popal. Lapian and Popal. <laughs> well, if you can keep track of that. Popal allegedly broke back into the house through the basement when Lapian saw him. According to the complaint, he started screaming, "Robber! Robber!" Marginally scarier than handyman, handyman. Handy. <laughs> <laughs> <Popal>. Union contractor. <laughs> he said that the, uh, Popal said the two men started fighting, which is a strange way to express that. Yeah. The two men started fighting, right. <laughs> which is about how real the rest of his story sounds. Right. <laughs> he said that uh, during the altercation, he picked up a piece of plastic roofing from a shed and he used it to shove Lapion, who hit his head on the door and fell to the floor. This sounds like when your parents come in and go, what happened? And you're like, oh, uh, he, like uh, how did your brother like right. get a lump on his head? Yeah, see what had happened was. <laughs> he told detectives also that Lapion had a seizure and that he held the victim down with a piece of the shed until he stopped moving. So he's like, 
he was having a seizure. I was trying mm-hmm. to help him. I don't want him to bite on his uh, tongue. So I yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't. Choked you know, him. It's been a while since I was certified for CPR and uh, first aid, but um, <laughs> I, I don't remember the uh, like hold a guy down while he's having a seizure. That's. <laughs> That's like that's like turn of the century hospital science right there. Oh, you got to strap him to the bed. No, oh, we got another seizure. Oh, you he's need got, to need to bleed him. He's got to bleed out got, the evil spirits. He's got, he's got a bit of, he's got a case of the shakes. Yep, grab a piece of shed, anything that comes <laughs> any, to hand. Any got a, any 2 by 4 that we have. Oh, do you have a 2 by 4 handy? What do you, what do you, of course we do. It's a hospital, isn't it? <laughs> we got nails, hammers, all that shit. Failing that, just throw a piece of furniture on Is top of him. Anything to hold him just, down. Just he's make strong. sure that he doesn't move. He's got the strength of the demons in him. All right, he stopped moving. I think he's okay. <laughs> I like it when a criminal's shameless enough to just completely change his story when he thinks of something better. Just oh, yeah? Go with it. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to give you a couple of options. Right. Whichever one of these... Uh, Whichever one of these makes me sound the guys, best. Guys, whatever's more plausible, I'm going to be good. But Paul was arrested, and while being questioned, he swallowed an object which he told police was heroin. It wasn't okay. immediately clear if that was true. Mm-hmm. That was the follow-up sentence to that. I'm starting to doubt how handy this man is. He's he's not handy with a quick tale. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 in multiple stories, but sure. and, I mean he's not quick on his feet. You know, you can't always tell. What if you know? Why, why would you tell him if it was heroin? If it wasn't, you think? Sure. But right. then again, if it, if it was heroin, why would you tell them? I mean, if they have to ask, you're in the clear at this point. I mean, if they want answers, let them dig through your poop. Right. <laughs> sure. You're not getting that information out of my mouth. Yeah. Hey, good luck. <laughs> a major heroin ring was busted using com- uh, com- commuter-packed Metro North trains. Hmm. They were just moving it just like people to transport drugs upstate uh, from New York City. Bundles of heroin were traveling with dealers. They uh, well, by the bundle. Well, train is the best way, I think. To mm-hmm. get it, if you can. Last time I got on a train, uh, the the drug sniffing dog needed a break, mm-hmm. so they just uh, he just they just left. The cops just took him on a walk, I think, mm. and no yeah. one ever saw him. Again. Half of us didn't get didn't get searched. Well, so they, 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 your odds are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, they, it's not like getting on a plane. Sure, they don't seem to mind if you blow up trains. Yeah, nobody really cares. Buses. That's it's Europe. Fine. That's those are European problems. And they were also boarding Greyhound buses at the Port Authority, bound mm-hmm. for Pittsburgh to distribute drugs. So they were uh, crossing the Hudson River and, and selling them in New in Newburgh, and then also Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Thirteen people charged in the heroin network on a total of 179 counts. <laughs> Alleged kingpin Brian Bacon liked to call himself the Prime Minister. And a name like Brian Bacon, why why nickname it? Yeah, right. The big, the big bacon. The big bacon. Yeah, the big. He's Fat the, back. He, he's the. He's BLT. He's the B. He's the bacon prime minister. His son was employed as a courier, and uh, charged. I, I guess he would be the bacon, the bacon prince. Canadian bacon. Yeah, and charged with conspiring to distribute uh, in Orange, Sullivan, and Nassau counties and mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. All huge heroin markets. Right, I would guess. I mean, I there's uh, supposedly a lot of heroin up in uh, Long Island. The, the, the drugs is ridiculous mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. You know? What else? I I suppose it's like now. I I don't uh, live in Long Island. Right. I've been there. I always love it. And but I always think of it as a wholesome place. But I think of it as a very wholesome place. Yes. I don't think it really is. Of course. I mean, I I think. Do you think there might be a seedy underbelly? I, yeah, I think there yeah. just may be. Because remember the 
that's the kind of place. I mean, where, that just doesn't. Add, I'm sorry. I, I, just, I mean, they found ten bo- ten bodies up there. It just doesn't add up. You have like a lot of white people out, like on kind of you know hidden, mm-hmm. and they have money. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't sound right. You know, I don't. I don't think that that's never a recipe for anything never, but never, just joy. Never. It right? sound, I mean, it sounds great. Well, in theory, I guess. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> in a perfect world. In, in a world, <laughs> on Rikers Island. That's the no man's land between Queens and, and the Bronx. Ten jails, 14,000 inmates, 9,000 guards. Former temp- home of Lil Wayne. Yes. Former former home of Lil Wayne. Rapper Lil Wayne. Rapper Lil Wayne. Right. Not, uh, not accountant. Not the other one. Not the, uh, <laughs> not Senator Lil Wayne. Senator Lil Wayne. <laughs> Attempted rape in, in, in Rikers the, uh, of a guard. The Daily News ran a series of exclusives about the attempted rape of a female correction officer. By 27-year-old Raleigh Young, 290-pound prisoner, serving a 5- to 10-year sentence for raping a 13-year-old in 2007. Mm-hmm. Why he was at Rikers is unspecified. You know, that's not like a long-term place, but he was there to, just, I don't know, do yeah. something. But uh, he, he was led into a secure area when he said he needed to pass through to get a mattress from another unit. And Oh, okay. It was like garage sale weekend. Yeah. He's like, I need to come into the secure area. And she was like, all right. Instead of passing through to pick up the mattress, he pulled down his pants and began masturbating while choking the officer. Kinky. <laughs> I got to say with this guy, you know, uh, fool me once, shame on you. But you knew, I mean, you knew what he was doing. You, yeah. know? <laughs> you knew what he was in there for. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think you got to have a 13 year old uh, in there to, to, you know, like you, he's you're a man, appealing 27. You know, he's if he's into 13 year olds, yeah. he's used to fucking on a shitty mattress. Yeah. You know, this is not <laughs> he's used to a small, insufficient mattress. I didn't think of that. It just gets him in the mood. Uh, it gets him going. She, he was let in by the officer. Sure. I mean, she was the only one in there. And she's and and he and so it was clearly a breach of of protocol um, to do that. It's not uh, it's not the way they normally do it. Right. He he dragged the guard then into an adjacent bathroom, blocked her from opening the security door. Inmates helped responding correction officers tear away plexiglass on the outside of the bubble like watch post. Look at that. The Daily News says a skinny inmate slipped inside the so-called A-station bubble through the small crack and opened the security door. A team of inmates then took down the assailant until other officers arrived. It's a very pro... That's, that's almost heartwarming. Prisoner-friendly. It sounds it like really, the little rascals. It really... Yeah, man. That sounds like... Uh, I don't know. That sounds like a, like a scene from like a, any superhero movie that takes place in New York. This is like... The, it's like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all... You know, that, that, that guy who always has to... The dude holding a hard hat who's just, uh, you know... Walking around yelling inspiring things at other meatheads. I'm a prisoner second, but a New Yorker exactly. first. Exactly. Well, uh, <laughs> that's how deep the the anti-rape uh, mm-hmm. uh, like a backlash has has gone. Yeah. Prisoners now are like, you know, we don't do that. You can't even rape a guard. <laughs> a guard. I miss the old New York. A guard. <laughs> I mean, there was a time there when they would have time. all run in there and been like, Let Let's, we're, we're all going to rape this guard. Let me tell you, Giuliani did more harm than good when you really <laughs> when it came to cleaning up this city. There's some things I, I just really wish it was still like the 80s. Well, in a follow-up story, the Daily News blasts the correction commissioner, Joseph Ponte, for sending around a memo. The memo says... And this is what this is blasted by the Daily News. They didn't like this at they all. They didn't care for it. They they were not pleased. For the mass, vast majority, this is from Joseph Ponte, the correction commissioner. For the vast majority of you who make a point to follow your training, thanks. Keep up the good work. 
For those of you who do not realize that reducing violence starts with you, you must do better starting right now. As if to say, well, hey, uh, get over it, <laughs> you victim, but uh, this is bullshit. You can't. Back to work. You, you, you <laughs> back to work and do it right this time. <laughs> Idiot. You almost got yourself raped. Um, so not only, and, and here's what the clickbait said. It said she, uh, this is from, you know, mm. Daily News. Sure. So she's at fault. Actually, it's a question mark. So she's at fault? So she's at fault? So Outraged. she's at fault? So she's at fault. Rikers Island boss appears to blame guard for getting sexually assaulted. And I, I know the rule is never blame a victim. Mm-hmm. But what about if it's their fault? <laughs> right. Just directly. Right. Here's a locked door. Mm-hmm. The prisoner said against the policy. Yeah. I'm going to, can I come in? And you're like, Yeah. And then you get sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I mean, maybe she just f- didn't know what he was in for. She just like, well, he looks like uh, wire fraud, so let's let him let's let him in. Wire fraud. Oh, you right. Know, and, you yeah. know, it's like you know, just assuming he looks like a nice man who's probably in here for a white collar crime. You know, she was very upset at the arraignment too. Yeah. Um, the guard was emotional, mm-hmm. according to the Daily News. Her eyes welled up with tears at the sight of the 290 pound suspect. His gut spilling out. Of an ill-fitting orange jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an ugly always, outfit. It's always awkward the next yeah. day. Um, <laughs> you know, she had all the adrenaline going. He probably looked, you know, good lighting in there, in that room. Um, it's, you know, I, I got to say, for a 290-pound guy, he must be like an NFL uh, defensive end or something because he's got speed and mm-hmm. dexterity. Agility. He, he can choke <laughs> a woman and masturbate at the same time right. and keep a security guard, a uh, security door from being open. Yeah, no, he's like a, that sounds like an, like an offensive lineman. I mean, that's really, he keeps, you know, keeps the hands inside, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, it could be a holding penalty, sure. I suppose. Sure, absolutely. But, Flipping. Uh, you know, it's a, a personal foul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cops have a suspect in the murder of a transgender woman now. Beaten to death on the street one hot Harlem night near the end of the unlucky summer. Three transgender ladies, seven men after 4 a.m. winding down the pre-dawn hours of a long Saturday night. Cat calls on the boulevard of the slave-turned-statesman Frederick Douglass and 148th. 21-year-old Islan Nettles strolling and lollygagging with their transgender... Transistors? Transistors. Is that what you're trying to say? Trans, gotta... <laughs> transistors? Transistors? <laughs> trying to get this started? 21-year-old Islan Nettles, strolling and lollygagging with her transgender sister friends, attracted the attention of James Dixon and Paris Wilson. Momentarily unaware that the women were transgender and not ladies of typical origin, the men catcalled, then got pissed off that they'd been, they just hollered at dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the men... Uh, Look, we're look, angry and, listen, and yeah. You know, that's that I'm sorry guys, that's the nature of a cat call, all right? You don't get you don't no backsies on those. Yeah, no backsies you, on a, you, when you, you you send a cat call out into the world, that's that belongs to the world now. You clearly like it. Yeah. You saw something that you that you, you Your knee jerk reaction. Like, I am into that. It says more about you than them. Well, slurs were shouted, punches were thrown, points proven. I guess they could have still been catcalling at this point. It's hard to tell sometimes. In certain areas of the Bronx, it's hard to tell. The difference in a slur. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. When Nettles hit the pavement, her assailant continued to bash her in the face. Nettles was beaten so badly, she was buried in a veil. 
What? Yeah, buried oh. in a veil. Oh, wow. Yeah, 20, uh, 20 year old Paris Wilson was initially arrested. Wilson and James Dixon, according to sources, bear a striking resemblance to one another. Come confusing on. the police. Yeah, they look they look similar. Wait, police thought two uh two people of color look alike? Yes. That doesn't sound to like the point. That, that doesn't sound like the NYPD that I know. <laughs> no charges were filed. Of course. It was an arrest, but no charges were filed because it's, you know, maybe and and, and again, like you said, you know, a, a death of a transgender woman and mm. they didn't take it seriously. Sure. The NYPD, what? <laughs> um, James Dixon came to the 28th precinct and confessed to the killing. Wow. Police thought it was a false confession. No, you didn't. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Come on. Well, now they're willing to hear him out. According to Wikipedia, uh, they're going to hear him out, but that's an, a, a momentary uh, step onto Wikipedia here. Transgender is the state of one's gender identity or gender expression not matching one's assigned sex. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Yeah. Uh, there was there was some confusion about it for some time. You know, I mean, people don't they get it mixed up with transvestite, which right. is just dressing up like a lady. But transgender, the state of one's gender identity or gender expression not matching one's assigned sex. Like, say you have a big old penis and balls, mm-hmm. and instead of publicly identifying as a man, you might prefer to refer to yourself as Rosie O'Donnell. Or by the same token, if you have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sarah. <laughs> transgender activists became active and, and they want to know why so slow with the justice and the zibble zabble you see. Well, according to Lords Ashley Hunter, the Nettles case is even more significant because transgender women of color face violence at higher rates. Well, they're really uh, getting specific with this. Transgender oh. women of color. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it would stand to reason. Yeah, well, the people I guess. of the people who pretend to be women, she says, dudes of color who identify as women of color have it a little worse uh, that dudes of, than dudes of no color who identify as women of no mm-hmm. color. So if this is a young, beautiful white woman, she says, and this is a quote, yeah. if this was a young, beautiful white woman, we would not be out here in this brisk cold fighting for justice. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be out there either. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what you're saying is like we don't fucking go to bat for white people. Is that what is that what she's saying? I am not. If I, this was I a am young, I'm not going to tell you right now. <laughs> I am not about to stand outside in the cold and yell and make sure a white woman's life is easier. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. You're almost the. It's almost the easy. You know, it's the best life. True or false? Every breath that a trans person takes is an act of revolution. False. Nela Toussaint. A transgender woman who works as a youth coordinator with the Trans Women of Color Collective in Greater New York, she says, you feel like they are saying transgender lives are disposable. And why do I have to feel inferior? I'm not saying that they're disposable. I just don't think that every breath is an act of, of revolution. No, you've already spoken, Nate. You know, like... No backsies, as you said. Does that mean every breath of mine is a breath of oppression? <laughs> yes. I don't feel that way. Uh, that they're disposable. I think they have value. I absolutely think they have value. I just think, let's just say, let's cool it on the revolution is all I'm saying. That might have been, I might have made that up myself. No. I don't know. I don't know if that was actually a quote. But uh, 47% of black trans women have a history of incarceration. Okay. Black trans women are 49 times more likely, 49 times more likely to be living with HIV. That's a lot. That's a lot of times. Maybe Maybe it's 49%. 
It couldn't be 49 times, could 49 it? 49 times? Could be. I, I don't know any of the figures on When this. people are beaten to death in the street, it takes their power away, said Carl Cecilia. I agree with that. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I mean, by definition, you're walking on firm ground there. Right, that's... Uh, the the deceased had been a client of his, Islan Nettles. More than 100 protesters gathered outside one police plaza to criticize police and prosecutors for their handling of the killing of Islan Nettles, a transgender woman who was brutally beaten to death in Harlem in August, chanting, transgender lives matter. You know, they do matter. In they fact, matter. some might say they even count double. <laughs> A verdict in the case of Ryan Hemphill. Uh, I don't know if you followed this story, but the, mm. the, the TSA S&M devotee, he, uh, he, liked to, he had TSA fantasies. Right. He loved homemade torture porn, waterboarding okay. horrors, and body mm -hmm. cavity searches. Mm -hmm. Well, they have a verdict, not guilty. And he can now choke a bitch out in peace. But he has been asked to leave work at work. <laughs> He's a, he is kind of a squirrely-looking attorney. And... Uh, he has, I mean, you know, as if there's any other kind. Right. No, but no, he's he's got these the glasses and everything. Uh -huh. uh, and and, and uh, I guess that's the way it goes. You know, your fantasies are uh, an outgrowth of, of you know what you don't get to do. In Bronx Supreme Court, a mentally challenged lady janitor suing the city along with three cops from the 52nd precinct. I talk about this with Laker. Okay, seeking a she's seeking an unspecified amount of money because two cops mocked her mentally challenged status. Uh, that was uh, her name's Hannah Biggin, 53 year old, uh, mm -hmm. worked at the 52nd precinct for 23 years, nearly half her life. And uh, and now the two officers, Nicholas Connor and John uh, Rapiti, they bought her a T-shirt uh, promoting a rapper Cash Cow. Are you, and I don't know. You're you're a big hip hop fan. I know. Big hip hop fan. And I don't know how I, deep your uh, or, or or wide your your hip hop knowledge goes. Um, this I this I will be honest. This gentleman is not. Uh, I'm not familiar with his work. Well, this artist. Is, this is a cash cow. Well, I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel this. You know. Uh, I like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this off. Okay. Oh, you enjoy this? You, I, this is not bad. Okay, well, I, I can keep it going. Uh, see, this is cash cow. Mm -hmm. Now the shirt that. Uh, the shirt that they made her wear said, I'm dope. And it was a reference right. to, you know, Cash Cow. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cash Cow, for his part, he heard about this. Believe it or not, unhappy with the cops. A rapper taking the anti-cop point of view. Pro-retarded woman. Pro-retarded. Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's also a difficult thing to take. Yeah. He says Although, oh, he know. was so outraged that cops forced a mentally disabled janitor to wear his signature T-shirt proclaiming, I'm dope. He says he, he'll hold a fundraiser in her honor. That's what he says. I'm going to hold a fundraiser. In, yeah, a, fundraiser a fundraiser. A fundraiser. I mean, that's, to me, that's, that's so far the most uh, surprising part of this story. Uh -huh. Is, uh, you know, you, you have, like, you know, cops mistreating somebody. You know, fine. Rapper doesn't like what the cops did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Rapper holds a fundraiser. Yeah. Fundraiser. I think, I, th I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't, I like, wh yeah, what are the... Here's the next thing he says. Uh, what are the odds on anyone getting there on time? On anybody know who who's in charge of collecting the funds? <laughs> the funds all end up in the bag, and not just thrown in the air. I mean, there's not there's a, a million you know a million questions. This is Cash Cow, aka Justin Ross. He's Cash Cow. Why does he need to raise funds? He's a Cash Cow. He's a <laughs> he is a Cash Cow. For Christ's sake, he is a Cash Cow. <laughs> 
He's from upstate Elmira. So, uh, oh, great scene. Oh, there, great oh, hip hop scene. Now he's singing again. Yeah, it's <laughs> great rap scene. <laughs> That's where all the heroin's going. Right. You know? He's talking about dope. Yeah. I think he's involved in the heroin trade that we've been <gasps> talking about. And now he's. Now. In typical, uh, you know, like like over, de- like he over declared it, kind of, kind of a uh-huh. thing, right? Oh, for the love of Christ! I guess we have to listen to that for the rest of the day. Yep. He he <laughs> says we are definitely going to do something, have a karaoke night or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that fundraiser I mentioned? Well, karaoke night, whatever. You know, uh, Mister uh, Mister Cow, Mister Cow. Uh, <laughs> Do you have any plans on dealing with this? Yeah, I'm gonna get drunk with some friends. We're mm. gonna go to a bar, like a, like a shitty bar, like uh, you know, and kind of hang out with some secretaries. Yeah, he says, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't fix it, if that doesn't fix it, I'm out. Of, I'm out of ideas. Hannah Biggin is more than what she is. He says there are a lot of Hannah Biggins all over the place, and we want them to know they are supported. Yeah. So he's he's courting. He wants the retarded dollar. You want the retarded dollar? Yeah. Aren't rap since I mean since Black Eyed Peas' hit uh, "Let's Get Retarded." Mm-hmm. No one's really gone after. The retarded. You know, you're right. You know, yeah. The and, retarded. And they music went after fan. it hard too. They went after it real hard. Yeah, that is as about, about as direct as you can get. I would say I think that's probably the most successful song ever that was uh, that encouraged getting retarded. Yeah, and you know, it's it, the the fact that they made them change it, it. It just shows that there's still a lot of prejudice out there. Yeah, it's still. You know, there's really no difference in them being forced to change it from retarded to and these cops. Right. You know, who who were also being insulting, mm-hmm. unnecessarily so, to this woman. So loyal. Mm-hmm. You know, worked as a janitor all these years. In Brooklyn, life was no bowl of cherries for the owner of Dell's Maraschino Cherries, who shot himself as authorities began to uncover a large amount of drugs in his basement. 57-year-old Arthur Mandela initially was calm as investigators from the Department of Environmental Protection searched the facility for possible violations in the dumping of waste. Well, the search was a ruse. It was a ruse. Authorities got a tip that the cherry biz was a sweet front for sweet leaf. But they couldn't get warrant, so they took a back door through the DEP, whose investigators were presumably beating off to, to participate in a big drug bust. Sure. A cherry king, Mandela's calm demeanor evaporated. After hours of searching the plant, officials came upon... A Rolls Royce, unusual, a Porsche, and a Harley. They were all covered up. And then they that they tinkered with the weird shelving there. You know, there was some weird sh- shelving and and mm-hmm. magnetically operated secret compartment behind mm-hmm. it. So you, uh, this is an exciting moment. They're like, oh, this is some shit. Well, behind that compartment, a secret door behind the door, it's the warm smell of Kalidas. Rising up through the air, as soon as that uh, as soon as that door cracked, the aroma of marijuana was overwhelming, and uh, they said it looks like a cave, like they dug it out on their own. Mandela immediately asked to go to the bathroom when they found the weed, mm-hmm. and then they heard a gunshot. I don't. It was like, damn, what did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> but they normally just they, they they immediately discerned it wasn't a normal bathroom noise. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, yeah. So, uh, I, why would the guy shoot himself over weed? You think? I mean, it's a lot of weed. It's a lot of weed. I mean, he obviously doesn't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I think it's just you know, there's such a there's such a rom, you know romanticizing of uh, of being involved in the drug trade. You mm-hmm. know, people want to go out. Everyone wants to go out like Scarface. Right. You know, say so hello to on, my little friend. On some level, on some level, he thought he was going out like that. And then it wasn't like that at all. 
It oh, really wasn't. Because he, 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 it, yeah. it's such a silly... He has such a silly front. I mean, cherries... Maraschino cherries mm -hmm. are really like... I don't know. It seems like the most... I think the most frivolous food, probably. Oh, yeah. You just throw them into things, you know? It's it's that one little unnecessary thing that you put right. on top. The cher Yeah. What, what's the word for that? The cherry? The, the cherry, cherry on, top. on top. Cherry on top. You know. Yeah. It's that type of cherry. But this guy, I mean, I think he was kind of glum to begin with. If you look at the picture, put the picture up. On yeah, the, that's true. Yeah. The thing. The, 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 there's they, a picture of him. Mm -hmm. He's staring into cherries, and he could not look. He looks like he's at the end of his. He, he's at the end of his rope oh, there. Yeah. What I'm curious about is I why. I mean, you're sitting on a mountain of weed, staring into cherries. Right. What does it take to make what, you happy? Is that, what's, <laughs> at least smile. Is it smile? You got a Rolls Royce for God's sakes. It says, uh, "Poor guy." In this day and age, you can do no jail time for marijuana. Law enforcement source said. I don't know why he would do that unless there was something worse down there. They didn't find my pile of boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also recovered hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hey, he's trying to get hooked in with like. Uh, I mean, I think that he he was so deep that mm -hmm. it's like, you know, he also had all this money that he right. got from the government for her the hurricane uh, relief, mm -hmm. and he was gonna have to give all that back. And then like he was he was gonna be ruined. He was gonna have nothing. So like it wasn't gonna be not doing time. It's about like uh, for Christ's sake. It's like he's gonna lose everything. Right. And uh, you know, and they they found generators cameras in every little nook and crevice the building was outfitted with barbed wire motion detector lights all that points to guilt you're not protecting your cherries <laughs> the source said no one guards cherries like this no one guards cherries like this the source added that before the bus he was very paranoid and uh, loved cocaine well there you go yeah you know what am i saying you know yeah, you know what was funny about this um, cherry plant is mm -hmm. that the bees would get into the the cherry juice. It's a sweet, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when they did, they would turn red, and you have all these red bees flying around oh Brooklyn for a little while. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's unusual. Yeah, I, I never heard of it. And so, like, that's what happens. They, they would get into, they, and there was no keeping them out. It was very difficult. They had to like change their whole like way of of uh, doing business. He did offer keep it bee free. Yeah, because they started. <laughs> <laughs> That's they, he had to change his business. Yeah, we have uh, insects are getting into your product. Yeah. Can you maybe I don't know. Kind of switch. I don't know. Try a lid, or you know, do this with a roof, <laughs> or uh, close the windows. Is there like I shouldn't have to be telling you this. <laughs> it would carry the cherries from one place to the other. But the problem is, is that all these beekeepers came to New York City in in 2010. Huh. That's when they legalized uh -huh. beekeeping in the city. And I, I think, didn't know they did that, but I really wish they would run that back. I, I totally agree. That's, Get, what, that's, what are you? You're what some are you kind doing? of jerk. What kind of Get asshole? A fucking like. Move out of the city, Brooklyn pricks. It's you know. Really, it really is. It uh, really is Brooklyn pricks. Go, go, uh, go. Keep your bees someplace else. Well, my bees are turning red. He said, "What I will do is I'll uh, I'll put in different colorings. You know, some some yellow and and green." And, and red and then you can, and, and blue you can have rainbow bees he offered to do that he offered to do that yeah and I appreciate it, that and no sense of humor whatsoever <laughs> none <laughs> one neighbor said she always smelled weed on coffee street which, which if you've ever talked I don't know if you've ever taken a walk down marijuana avenue but you notice it smells just like coffee just like coffee <laughs> <laughs> this is that's real uh, five starving pit bulls were recovered from the Bronx apartment of a quarreling couple the cops took the dogs to the 49th Precinct Station House. They were fed, given water, and uh, they were then handed over to the ASPCA for further treatment. 
treatment. Yes. In quotes. That means thrown into a ditch. Yeah, that's right. Into the a couple, a 28-year-old Eric Williams. Roaring fire. <laughs> like, mmm, <laughs> dog. Do you smell dog? They were both hit with animal cruelty charges. Now, you might recall our story on Fraggle, the suitcase pit bull found in a dumpster in the Bronx earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Fraggle would likely not have survived much longer in the suitcase, given his fragile state, said Howard Lawrence, senior director of the ASPCA mm -hmm. anti-cruelty group. According to the ASPCA blog, Fraggle was in very serious condition when he came to us, and ongoing life-saving medical treatment was necessary to address his extreme malnutrition and several other issues that arose from his compromised health. Well, uh, uh, praise Babalu Aye and praise Alofi and praise uh, Alodumare. Those are uh, the uh, you know Santerian gods. Ooh, okay. Fraggle yeah, yeah. the suitcase pit bull can now walk short distances. Oh, wow. Yes. And he's not well enough just yet to kill a human, not an adult, mm -hmm. but he, he could maul a toddler. I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say, thank God we got Santeria and pit bulls together. Mm. Thank, uh, you know, thank the good Lord. And it's not a sacrifice in this it's case. Not, yeah. you know, getting stronger every day is is is, is good, <laughs> good old Fraggle. And and thanks to the round the clock supervision and care from the ASPCA, uh, you know, while somewhere children starve. New pictures of the. <laughs> Well, uh, new pictures of the dog were released by the a ASPCA. They show that he can now stand on his own. Oh, good. And he's even put on a few pounds. Well, he got some food in that dog. Is he doing curls? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, he has this enormous dog penis. Uh -huh. I mean, in the, it's big. and I, It's not erect, but it's. I'm sure it's like a jumbo mm -hmm. magic marker. Right. I mean, it's just like you could... You could the Daily News... They love the dogs even yeah, more yeah. than everybody. But if let me tell you something, if pit bulls did porn, this dog would be a sensation. Yeah, animal lovers would love that, wouldn't mm -hmm. they? Pit bull porn. Absolutely. I mean, not, not even totally porn. Like think of you know, like a dog movie. Like you wouldn't want to watch like a full length adult dog feature. You wouldn't watch soft court dog right. feature. <laughs> Right, just a lot of cutaways to like you know some some wind blowing the curtains up a little bit and you know maybe you see the humping and the butt you see, yeah, yeah but you, you don't, don't see the you don't penetration see the actual penetration yeah or maybe like an action porn because you know there's movies for animal lovers who love animals some like that's what you need like a, like a late period like, Roger like, Corman well you know like movie? Disney movies where they have like talking animals like a Homeward yeah. Bound or sure. that darn cat or something like that mm -hmm. or the calf matter space well, Milo and Otis where are the movies for animal lovers. Who, who love animals so much they hate people, you know? <laughs> yeah. There should be angry animal lover movies. Dumpster pity. <laughs> they put him in a suitcase, tossed him in a dumpster, and left him there to die. But Fraggle didn't get mad. Fraggle just got even. <laughs> he tracks down the men responsible. Mm-hmm. And, and let's make it true to life. Revenge yeah. movie. You know, it's men who do things like this invariably this yeah. is a man thing to do yeah so fraggle climbs out of the dumpster and in search of the men you know responsible for this and he finds them and when he finds them he rapes their children and their girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> that's where the porn part comes in right even better no he doesn't rape the girlfriends he seduces them seduces like the he, he yes he befriends the guy's yeah. girlfriend and just gets in with charm and dog cuteness right and like, then the girl, like all, like all adorable pit bulls, found in found in suitcases. Uh, you know. <laughs> and the girlfriend, He's, she's one of these anti-person dog cute. lovers, right? And she's like, "I don't like the way you treated Fraggle. I I'm, think it's wrong." You know, I'm gonna say something. I don't think you're nice enough to him. I would like you to leave. Right. 
It's Jim Polk. Hey, Jim. Yeah, you got you. All right, I'll see you in a second. Cool. We're, we're back. Mm -hmm. She's angry. She doesn't like the way you treated Fraggle. And she says, I want you to leave. I want you to get the fuck out. And then the dog, you look back and he's, you can see him behind. He's in the living room there. He's, he's playing with the guy's Xbox. <laughs> and he's like, that's right. I'm playing, your, I'm playing your Xbox. And as soon as you leave, I'm going to play your ex-girlfriend's box. <laughs> I mean, I would watch this movie. And then I would, they, I would be honest. I, I don't even, I, I don't, I'm not even sure who I'm rooting for, but I, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, and then uh, say they share a romantic relationship. Sure. The movie continues. Right. At the end, we find out she's pregnant because <laughs> he's been riding it bareback the whole time. Of course, you know? he's a dog. Yeah, that's how he's a, a dog. That's how a pity do. <laughs> the sequel then is about their half breed kid, Pit Boy. Half man, half pit bull, all fucked up. <laughs> Two legs for walking, four legs for loving. He knows not to shit in the house, but he still does. <laughs> well, Old that's... enough to know better, enough of a dog not to care. <laughs> this is a deliberate and callous act of cruelty that deserves justice, said Lawrence of the ASPCA anti-cruelty group. That's why for anyone who has information that will lead to the arrest and conviction of the person who starved and abused Fraggle, the ASPCA is offering $20,000. Wow. So yeah, for sure. Let's get to the fucking bottom of this shit. Mm -hmm. Everybody call 1-800-577-TIPS. And finally, in Astoria, Tranquil, Brown Foreign, a 63-year-old schizophrenic man with dementia and diabetes has been missing for over a month. Mm -hmm. Philip uh, Arabadigis uh, was not wearing a coat or shoes when he walked shoeless <laughs> out of his Astoria home February 12th. Mm -hmm. There have been some cold days since then. This is a cold winter. For information that leads to finding the confused diabetic mentally ill shoeless elderly man a reward has been offered in the amount of ten thousand dollars nates where can we find you beauty bar right beauty bar every sunday night at nine o'clock i love beauty okay. bar that's a good place it's fun yeah there's always some ladies around there who always have tattoos always some ladies it's sunday night so you know they make bad decisions yeah and, they, uh, mm. there they are they're out they're out getting drunk on always sunday. feels like a long weekend when you're there it really does that's a uh, every sunday every the, sunday the at beauty nine, bar beauty bar on 14th street 14th and first avenue second between second and third second and third i mean and uh also your cd uh, the the guy who's the the it's the best dude yet best best guy so far best guy so far and that's available on itunes you iTunes, can get that yes or amazon or amazon you can yeah. uh yeah pick up play pick it up cheap copy. you know do play, it that way do it that way as long Be as you play it that's all that's all i care <laughs> Yeah, get your copy of Best Guy So Far. Nate Fritzen, hilarious stand-up comic. Thanks for being here, Nate. Thanks for having Hope me. Hope to see you again. Senior Jew correspondent. Uh, please, if you listen to the show, go to crimereport.nyc. That's the website. And I like it when you go there because, like, you know, I, I don't bother to put up the pictures and shit. I don't know where you get the um, – I don't know where you get it. This is a big week. We scratched the top 100 uh, on on Stitcher. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited. Big uh, day. No. I think big... it's the only time. I don't, I don't know we've done that before. Legitimately, big day. Yeah. So happy about that. Thank you very much for listening, and, and thanks for sharing. You know, if you could share, that's a big deal. Share it with somebody. And even better yet, go to wherever you leave comments, I guess, iTunes for some of you, if there's a comment section elsewhere. But please do that and leave a good one, not a bad one. Don't let four stars. Fuck that. Five star 
I think we got a five star rating right now. I think. I mean, I think we got a five star program. Is what yeah, we got here. absolutely deserves five stars. And uh, you know, at least you know, if you don't think so, then just maybe don't rate it. Yeah. But uh, we do appreciate that. Thanks. Also, uh, what else? You could go to the Facebook page. Thank God nobody's listening to this. <laughs> I'm so happy to know that that is not happening. We had some uh, 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 a, a couple of uh, fans, Greg and Mike, came <laughs> out the other night. Yeah. Uh, and it was nice to meet those guys. Uh, they were from Brooklyn there. Okay. Yeah. Park Slope, I believe. Good dudes. And they came to Desperation tonight. You guys can do that. Desperation tonight happens on Mondays at 730. I, I mean, I, I know that we have shows the next two weeks. And uh, so come out. And, and and that's April 6th and April 13th. Always fun. We do music. Thank you guys for coming out. You know, Greg and Mike, if you're, if you're there, uh, listening uh, this particular week to this podcast. I think this will be up later. I'm uh, going to record uh, some stuff with Jim uh, for the Patreon account questions from patrons okay and that's gonna be fun i appreciate uh now now the last four people are like we always listen to the end now they they they're, are they're doing other things they're <laughs> one of them just one of them just turned on the garbage disposal just, just to to be, right they're they're mixing up something in their bullet so, exactly yeah that's right. I'm like god i hope this is over by the time the shake is done <laughs> i'm trying to make a smoothie I, uh, oh, yeah, the Facebook page and the Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. The most important thing is when you're in New York City, look me up. you got a friend here, uh, and you can see some comedy. I'll hook you up with some tickets or something. You can write me at patdixonnyc at Gmail. You can write me through the website, even better, patdixonnyc.com. I know I'm giving you a lot of directives. This is this why it never works. Right. Because you start throwing out all kinds of shit. Too many steps. Like, we don't know what to do. Here's what you do. patdixonnyc, go there, everything's there. If you can't find it there, it doesn't exist. Do that. Or go to crimereport.nyc. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> at Pat Dixon. New York City Crime Report on Facebook. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. The sequel, then, is about their half-breed kid, Pitboy. Half-man, half-pitbull, all fucked up. <laughs> Two legs for walking, four legs for loving. He knows not to shit in the house, but he still does. <laughs> <laughs>
beautiful thing. We used to call it groping season. <laughs> so we used to one time we we uh, I think gro- today's April first, right? Yeah. So that means groping season officially starts today. Hey. And it's nice outside. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to grope. It makes you want to grope. They're wearing uh they're wearing all sorts of you know, <sighs> like almost shirts. Yeah, know, yeah, grope worthy like, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see even the front of the newspaper today? The new the New York Daily News has like a fucking it's retarded. Did you see the cover of the paper today? No. I got to show this to you. Look at this. Wait, hold on. Uh, first of all, I want to read my item. I have an item today in the New York Daily News. Ooh. It says, uh, rising, rising star Chef Ryan Smith is teamed with comedian Pat Dixon below, and there's my picture, to construct a five-star three-course meal at New York Vintners in Tribeca on Saturday. The twist, not only do the drinks go with the meal, but so do the jokes. I picked out comics that will bring out the flavors of the heirloom bacon and scallop crudo, Dixon says. I didn't actually say that. Okay. That's <laughs> it does, I was going to say it doesn't sound like I couldn't that. quite say that. I, 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 that's a little beyond me <laughs> to say such a thing. Tickets are $150 at NewYorkVintners.com. Dixon can also be seen every Monday at Caroline's on Broadway in his hit show, Desperation oh, Tonight. Nice. There's, yeah, very proud of that. Now, the front of the newspaper uh, has uh, this chick. Which, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Who supposedly got groped by Harvey uh, Feinstein? Weinstein? I read this. Who, who is that? I, I See, I thought it was the gay guy. Harvey Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's some other millionaire. So, so yeah. that she, I mean, that's ridiculous. You've got to put, the, she's on the cover of both newspapers. Yeah. I got groped. <laughs> Go figure. Is that the only picture available of her? Is that, is that... <laughs> Is that her driver's license? Oh, there's one. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a copy of today's paper, she's wearing, a, I guess, a bra, <laughs> uh, a black bra, black panties. Um, she's barely wearing this pair of, I don't know, there's Daisy Dukes and then there's that. There's that, yeah. There's Daisy, there's Daisy Dukes that have look like literally been through the ringer. Yes. Looks like. <laughs> shredded like, uh, shredded scrap jeans. of denim. Yeah. Just just hardly anything. And a wanton look. I'm not, I don't think I'm out of out of line in saying that's a. That's a wanton look. A wanton look. No, she's absolutely. staring wantonly with her, her she's, head tilted back. She she's look, she's has this look on her face that says, Pat Dixon, where is your cock and why isn't it in my mouth? Right. And I mean, no, there's a lot of women saying that, but this. <laughs> Read a lot of emails. It is groping season in New York City. All right, we have, uh, as we begin to do the Open show, season yeah. on groping season. It's, you know, groping, I've never been one, I've never groped anybody. No? I've never. I've never pulled. I mean, nobody who didn't want it. Not even groped. one of your wives. They all wanted it. No. <laughs> I don't even grope my wife. That's that's how that's how much of a feminist I am. Right. <laughs> hmm. Coffee time. Mm-mm. <clears throat> 